To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. So today, Artie, Jules, and I are going to talk about coercive treatment, psychiatric care, austerity, and a recent announcement from New York City Mayor Eric Adams, which expands directives for involuntary hospitalizations to include essentially a more generous interpretation of the guidelines for when someone can be picked up off the street by the NYPD and hospitalized against their will. And so essentially, Adams made this announcement and he launched this 11-point legislative agenda that's a real piece of work. Um, Artie and I wrote about this in a piece for The Nation called is Eric Adams bringing back the asylum? And thank you to our editor, Alana Pakros, for working with us on that and for letting us highlight the fact that the darkness of this plan cuts a little bit deeper than a lot of the initial reporting has really actually gotten a chance to get into. Yeah. And recently, Artie Jules and I can't seem to stop finding ourselves discussing the fact that it feels very much like we're living in the forever 19th century. And if you're a longtime listener of Death Panel or a reader of Health Communism, You'll know that we're going to talk about this within the context of the history of institutionalization. And there are just so many echoes in Adams's rhetoric and in the structure of this mm. announcement that just betray how little people know about the history of policing, who is part of the body politic, who is a part of the we, who is entitled to public space, and really who society is for. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the history of policies directing police to remove poor people from public space that not just Mayor Adams, but also New York Governor Kathy Hochul seem painfully ignorant of. And we're also going to get into the details of what Adams is actually proposing and the context of some of his claims to talk about this broader pre-existing dynamic of extractive abandonment that his announcement and agenda will just fuel and really drive us towards this kind of era of a new asylum. So yeah, first, let's start with the announcement itself. And we can get into the details of what Adams is proposing, including about really kind of like what his claims are as to the problem um, that this directive is supposed to fix and who this policy is for. So on November 29th, 2022, Mayor Eric Adams delivered an address and held a Q&A, which was billed as about addressing New York City's mental health crisis. And... At this thing, Adams announced a sweeping set of immediate orders, as well as a legislative agenda that aims to essentially dramatically increase involuntary hospitalizations in New York City. And Adams opens up with, I'm going to just use his own words here because kind of can't get better than, than what he actually said. Adams <laughs> opens memorable. up his speech <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, um, good morning, New York City. I want to talk to you about a crisis we all see around us. People with severe and untreated mental illness who live out in the open, on the streets, in our subways, in danger and in need. We see them every day and our city workers are familiar with their stories. The man standing all day on the street across from the building he was evicted from 25 years ago, waiting to be let in. The shadow boxer on the street corner in Midtown mumbling to himself as he jabs at an invisible adversary. The unresponsive man unable to get off the train at the end of the line without assistance. These New Yorkers and hundreds of others like them are in urgent need of treatment, yet often refuse when offered. The very nature of their illnesses keeps them from realizing they need intervention and support. Lord. So he then sort of talks about how his team has been focused on this for the last 11 months, which just to pause for a little bit of context here, and this is the first sort of moment I want to talk and, pa and pause and talk about what he's actually saying here. So Adams is a former police officer and police captain. Mm -hmm. 
he really has centralized this message around the narrative of New York City being in the middle of a crime panic and has made dealing with crime the kind of central priority of his administration. So he's situating this homelessness crisis and crisis of mental health, not just as being sort of related, but causal to this crime wave that he's sort of orienting his whole administration around trying to fight. And the announcement itself, in a lot of ways, is kind of setting the stage for something that he has used to defend the announcement over and over, which is that the people who he is targeting with this policy are the ones who are allegedly committing all these crimes and and making New Yorkers, you know, quote unquote, unsafe. Right. Which obviously it goes without saying, or rather, I think on this show, it goes without saying, but, you know, it should be said. Obviously, this is sort of a classic thing for this type of person, for cops like Eric Adams, but also for right wingers. I mean, the whole thing that you uh, ran through um, the beginning of Adam's speech sounds practically like he's trying to describe the introduction, the introductory sequence to like a Clint Eastwood movie or something (laughs) like that. Um, But, you know, obviously, I think, I don't know, this is the same city. Um, New York City is the same city where there has been a drumbeat for decades that, for example, the rent is too damn high. And so there may be a reason that so many people are unhoused and sometimes in distress in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we don't guarantee housing, the fact that we don't guarantee health care, the fact that we don't guarantee not just like, quote unquote, mental health care, mm-hmm. but long term care, long term services and supports to people, the fact that, you know, people don't have the social supports that they really need is the actual crisis here. This is a crisis of capitalism. And of course, you know, I think we'll get to it at some point. We'll probably, I think, talk through this idea of uh, what the um, scholar and um, someone who's been on the show before, Liat Ben Moshe, calls Mm. carceral sanism, which is the Mm -hmm. preference to sort of deal with these crises of capitalism and deal with or deal with, in other cases, um, what could be a health crisis or whatever, through this entirely carceral logic, carceral preference of, you know, sweep them off the streets, take people from the, not just from the streets, take people from their homes, take people from their families, sometimes directed by family members even, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And divert them into prison, psychiatric care, you name it divert them into involuntary hospitalization, which is exactly what they're trying to streamline here, Mm -hmm. really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the basic, like, one, two here, right? That there's a kind of, if if, if Adams's administration, you know, is sort of like a a story of crime in search of any data point or any (laughs) evidence possible, since there is no crime wave, um, you know, psychiatrizing, criminality, right? Um, And turning, you know, the criminal into someone who is apparently mentally ill, right, is a really kind of important turn of phrase. And I mean, I know Eric Adams already has like won the award repeatedly for like most annoying, ridiculous conservative Democrat ever. But like, it's just incredible to listen to him conjure these irrational people on the streets who, in fact, can never help themselves and can't be in control of themselves, can't don't even know what's happening. Right. And that we have this sort of policing obligation to to deal with them. But by actually making that into illness instead of about the fantasy of some crime they committed. I mean, I mean, I think we see where this is going just right from the get go. It's really dramatic. Yeah, it's the classic translation of a structural issue into something that's inherently biologically wrong with some segment of the population. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod.
you'll get access to this and the rest of our catalogue of patron-only episodes, and be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.